Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Take TV podcast to review round 18. Uh, we've got just me and JD here this week doing sort of the, the sub in, sub out at the moment. I was off last week, back this week. Uh, George is uh, not with us tonight, but JD, we've got a few things to talk about. Not too much, but we thought we'd add in some some extras here. So, you know, MVP and fold, of course. We'll talk about how we went, uh, how George went as well. Um, some injuries, some news we'll quickly speak about. And we're going to talk about, JD had an idea of the most Mickey Mouse moments of 2023 so far that, I mean, he's got maybe five or six, I think, and I don't know them. So we'll talk about them. Um, you know, things like that happen every year and we'll see what JD's got this year. Uh, we all know too well one of one of ours last year, don't we? Um, <laughs> how are you, mate? How, how are you going? <laughs> hey, the, the person will not be spoken about. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going all right. Thanks. It's... Um, Look, it's a tricky part of the year for making content, I will say, because we're at that part where for Supercoach, our trades are pretty much exhausted and we're on that run home those last five or six weeks. So obviously try and inject a few fun things in the Mickey Mouse moments for those that don't know. And for those that don't hear Mickey Mouse often, it's like our Discord language or speech. It's the really like unlucky stuff, but like dumb unlucky stuff, like not predictable, not the range of outcomes, just like that's like so like unfair that that thing happened. And so... Uh, when we started first using Mickey Mouse was like the 2020 COVID season where just everything was BS. You couldn't really plan. It was all changing week to week. I think, uh, what is it, like week two or three, I copped a donut because of the Essendon Melbourne game getting cancelled. Yeah. And like, you know, that's the first time I think I'd ever copped. And I haven't copped one since like a donut in in this game. So, you know, that's what we mean. Like this Mickey Mouse, like just this unfortunate stuff I had can't, can't affect. So we're going to go through the top five of those, which is pretty fun. I'm sure I will have missed some. And so for listeners... Please drop us comments on YouTube or do something Discord with uh, Mickey Mouse moments we may have missed. Uh, but yeah, that'll be fun to go through. And then um, I guess the other thing that teams are wondering about in these last six weeks is where I can finish up from here and trying to solidify that good finish. So for me, and I'll go through my positioning and rank and round review all that in a minute, but I'm trying to get to top 100. Many are trying to get to top 1,000. And one of the things I went through today was looking at where I was last year, because I think Post buys last year, I was 17K. I finished at 1.8K. And in the last six rounds, I went from something like outside or around 6,000 into 1.8K. And I have a pretty strong belief that you, if you're in the 3 to 4K mark and you've got a good team, you've got trades, and the run home can be good for you. And carnage weeks like this can be good for you too. So uh, I think that is the, the part that is interesting for those, just trying to solidify and get those good finishes. But yeah, that's a... Long intro. Um, you know, how, how about we do something we never do, which is let's start with you. How was your week? How did you score? <laughs> Who was your MVP in fault and all that good stuff? Oh, actually, this is probably the worst week to do it. I very reluctant. Oh, my very God. Reluctant. Oh, no, last oh week God. was bad, too. When I wasn't here last week, it was just as bad. <laughs> You're so. like, sweet, I dodged the bullet, and then I this think, round happened. Yeah. I, mean, I kind of knew. I said on my video, I've known two months. I've, my team's pretty much done in my position because uh, just some bad... Bad trades, but also bad luck with sort of the Mills and Took back to back. Captains haven't been good all year. This week, then, yeah, just it's just been carnage on carnage. Obviously, Sarong was out. A lot of people cop that, uh, although not a lot, a lot. Like, what's mm. he, 50%, I think? So, you know, being in part of that group was bad. Tom Green, of course, most own, um, you know, held on to Sicily all this time. Dunkley's still out, and, you know, for Sister to get tagged by Eddie Ford first, but then to see Jack Zebra get subbed on and man him up, just sort of summed up the year, like <laughs> the fact that I just haven't owned Zeeble, then, you know, he turns into a, you know, bad pick. People trade him out. He's, you know, out of the team, subs in and tags the guy I've held for three weeks, you know, as a primo and drops a 58. That just really just summed it up. So 
two three oh eight I scored, which yeah, wasn't wasn't above par, it was just below, I think, went down another two hundred spots. So I've gone from about eight hundred to one point eight uh in about three weeks. So top one K finish I think is slipping away. And I did use my last two trades because you know I was copying a donut sort of all I thought I was anyway until marriage was in. So he saved me from copying one. Um, and that was with using my two trades on Ooh, DC and Tom Green. Yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, I've already got Windhager covering for dunks. Um, DC, uh, Green to me is a trade. And then it was just, do I hold DC and see what happens? But um, I'm not too sure he'll be back this way. I mean, we'll see. But it's a bad back injury. And yeah, look, I just used my last trade. I'm like, you know what? My season's done. <laughs> Jack Steele in for 477K after, you know, not slagging on him, but not really liking him as a pick. But I've been yeah. confident. Or grown in confidence, I'm sure a few yep. people have over the last couple of weeks. So he was all right, and it just sort of allowed me to afford like a, a decent forward as opposed to a bad one. So I could have got Cogs in at five twenty, but I went for Shea Bolton at five. I think he was the same five twenty one or something. So he was good. He could have gone a bit bigger. Shea kicked like two, what two goals four or something, but that that's always what he does. So um, no trades left. Uh, no ruck cover now as well, which is nice. No English. Uh, so yeah. lovely. That's, yep. that's me done, decisions. mate. That's me done. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> Let's <yep>. move on. <laughs> Let's go to a better right. team in yours. All right. Well, how about we do the MVP in fault and then I'll uh, jump in. <sighs> MVP, MVP. Who's, I guess, someone that's not too highly owned, um, Andy B, although he actually is. So he, he's been actually a really good trade in, but I actually think he might be more highly owned than I think. Uh, Oh, maybe Jack Steele, 105, bringing him in and going all right. Probably him or Shea. They both went 105 as trade-ins, not smashing it out of the park. But where my team sits right now, that's an MVP. Uh, and then Fault, uh, probably Sinclair. Him or Briggs. Yep. Briggs is not great, but I, you know, I can't blame him for not getting within 100 points of English, but if you'd hope he would. But Sinclair, 67, isn't too great. So No, um, no that was yeah. a game where he had zero contested touches. Something like 23 or something touches and zero contested. So for someone that was spending time in the midfield, not good enough. So I nope. agree with you on the minus three there. I'll pick someone else. Though. So if my plus or actually, I'll start with how my team went. So a yeah. 23, 8, 9, which was all right. Moving up four spots to 153 overall. Um, Melikin and Fletcher were the two that I had to use to cover. So Fletcher, really good with the 80, would have been up there in contention for my plus three for the week. And Melikin, who's been amazing cover for me, apart from two of the weeks where I've needed him. So he had a 21 in the buys where what they destroyed North or West Coast, something like that. The ball just wasn't in their end. And then the 26 this week doing his hamstring, and he's out for three to four weeks. We'll go through injuries in a second. And look, that won't affect many people, but that hurts me because that was my defensive cover for the rest of the year. Um, So my MVP for the week I'll give to, and it's, look, don't want to rub it in, but uh, Timmy English, the 173 vice captain, you know, one of the better captain scores you'll get for the year. So love that. And as someone that doesn't own Briggs, I want English to be punishing Briggs as much as possible. So not only getting the hundred point advantage, but getting the vice captaincy. I mean, huge. He's only seventy seven percent, JD. We said we sort of noticed that a couple yeah, of weeks ago. Yeah, like twenty twenty percent that own him or something like that in the top one k. And we will talk about uh, potential Briggs options this week because I know a few with trades will be thinking about should I be jumping off now? Uh, and then I guess I'll give my fault to. Um, I'm going to give it to Caleb Daniel. 73 is definitely not the worst score. Like, you know, Neil 75, Merritt 69, Marshall 58, lots of bad scores. But trading in um, uh, Daniel this week on the back of all the injury news 
was annoying for two reasons. Because one, I traded him in before we found out about Green. And if I'd known about Green and that was who I was trading rather than DC, I would have swapped to someone else and got a better trade-in target. So that's annoying. And then secondly, he gave me his worst score of the year. So that's pretty frustrating. You always want that sugar hit when you get these guys in. So to have him drop a 73 was no bueno. Um, so yeah, he gets my negative three. And then just quickly on George, he scored a 23.70. So that puts him to 1,300 overall now. So he's still in a chance for a top 1K finish as well. Uh, just having a quick look through his team. Uh, look, he had the English VC, so take give him. Yeah, oh, actually, looking, no, wait, did him he, or Will did Day? He? Yeah, he did yeah, he? Did yeah, yeah. maybe Will Day one twenty? Yeah, Will, Will Day's a great shout out for someone that were wondering can he can he be kept there and to he's now put up two really good scores in the last three weeks. Obviously with a stinker in the middle. And then do you see a fault for Giordano? I mean, I can only imagine he would say Harry Himmelberg, but he said him every week, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. I said Sinclair. Mate, it'd be harsh to give it to Hobbs or something, but... Um, um, Mer- I mean, Merritt's the 69 in his 200. Maybe a keys. I mean, he actually yeah. scored worse this week right with full-time mid-roll than he did the week before mm. without it, so yeah. maybe him. Uh, but I think George said he was battling some little injury, right? So, Oh, man, that's a bit of... Bit of I think George would say Himmelberg, I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, oh, Keys could have had an all right score as well. But that mm. um, kick out of bounds in the dying minutes of that game where it was on the line, oh, you I didn't know, see that, that. clanger. Yeah, so they were attacking on rebound. He gets the ball kind of just forward of um, halfway on the wing. They're like bursting out, and he goes to kick it inside fifty to wh- whichever small forwards kind of run out in the forty-five to get it just near the boundary, and he just shanks it and goes straight out of bounds. Um, GWS get it and rebound the other way and like kind of seal the game. So yeah, that was uh, that was pretty bad. George, so so with close game scaling, that's the difference between like he could have been in the nineties if it was a score assist, and instead he's like under seventy. Yeah. Yep. Um, Cool. All right. Bit of news, Jody. I think we're just looking before we got on the uh, injury list Mm. update. So. What sticks out, mate? What are we? What well, we so despite talking about Keys potentially carrying something, he's not on the injury list, and neither is Laird, who had that AC joint concern at the end of the third quarter. Came out, had a really good fourth. He's not on the list, which is a good sign. Uh, looking at Brisbane lines here, Dunkley is the one that people have been sweating on. That calf is listed as a test, and the news that we saw through the day is that he is expected to return this week, which is great news. Uh, on the Blues, obviously, they had Mackay went down for, what, the next two months, which is a pretty big deal for them. Um, but the probably the more relevant one for Supercoach is Chera, who is somewhat... Um, well, they've been talking about, like, hamstring tightness and awareness for him. And just given that they play West Coast this week, it does seem like a, a good opportunity for them to rest him. So I'd be worried about that, even though he's listed as a test. Going over to Collingwood, uh, Darcy Cameron is listed as a test for his back after failing to get through what the main training last week or the captain's run last week that they needed him to get through where he left on the cart in dramatic fashion. So a good sign that he is a test. I believe he got through training today from the reports that I saw, but um, they weren't, you know, tier one sources. So take that with a grain of salt. Uh, Moving down to Essendon, nothing really big there. Dylan Shield actually has a foot injury that's a TBC. So I thought he was just dropped to the twos for us to keep the midfield mix we had, but he's actually gone. So for anyone that is holding a Hobbs or whatever, like a George, it's probably a, a good sign. Moving on to Frio, the big one here was Darcy, who did his ankle, and it has been confirmed, I believe, that he's going to miss this week, but there is no timeline on exactly when he'll return, but it sounds like it'll be short-term, only a couple of weeks rather than the rest of the year. 
uh, with that being important of whether or not you actually look at someone like Luke Jackson as a pot option on the run home. And then Hayden Young, his ankle was one to three weeks last week, but it's actually now just a test, so he may play as soon as this week. Uh, over to the Cats, there's nothing really of news here other than uh, Jeremy Cameron got beat up, was fine, and he'll play. And then Gary Rowan's a test to come back, so I don't know, maybe maybe that's a concern. And they continue to be dogs listing everything as short and medium term. Uh, Gold Coast, Weller uh, saw the news that his ACL is done and he's having a second reconstruction, which is just, you know, yeah, that's, yeah, it's really sad news. It's not the most super coach relevant outside of, uh, with him and Joel Jeffrey both being injured, it does move Constable up the pecking order if they want to play him out of defense. But whether that comes to fruition or not, seems unlikely given he was still to be an emergency. Uh, on the GWS Giants, Tom Green has listed as two weeks. So it was reported that he is likely to miss three weeks, and that is in keeping with what's on the injury list this week. Um, what Callahan's a test to come back, but really not too much um, uh, news there. On the Hawks, I don't think there was anything really of relevance outside of um, Blanc, Blanc, Blanc. I don't know if it's like Blanc, like it's French or Blanc. Yeah, it's probably just surely. Blanc. It's probably just Blanc. Uh, I'm sure the commentary team just is Blanc. There's no way they're putting on French accents, right? Uh, but he has recovered from his concussion and is expected to return against Richmond. And that's good news for Sicily owners. Should mean that he doesn't have to play a lockdown role, although he may still have to worry about forward tags. Not that that's in Richmond's wheelhouse, but... Uh, well, yep, that's uh, positive. Um, on the D's side, Oliver's hamstring is still listed as three weeks away, but outside of that, nothing too relevant. For North, their injury list continues to grow and grow. You know, you got like Logue that's now out for the season. Uh, you got Wardlaw who did his hamstring, Zerha did his ankle. So, um, oh, and Archer who did his hamstring. So, for anyone that picked up Cooper Harvey, really good signs. And I actually wonder if Drury is a chance to come back, just given how deep this injury list is now. That's one to keep an eye on. Sure. For Port Adelaide, the big news this week has been all about Zach Butters and whether or not he'll play. Scans apparently came back fine, and he will be right to play against Collingwood. We'll see exactly what happens. I just make sure that if he's in your side, you're putting him on whichever line has a, a, an emergency <laughs> for you. So, for me, I've got my cover in my midfield. I'm going to make sure he's in my midfield just in case that's a late out. For the Tigers, any one of note? Uh, I think we found out Lynch was going to be out for the season. Yeah, last week. I don't yeah. really see. I think everyone just owns Timmy T, and that's about it besides mm-hmm. me who got Shay. So I don't think – maybe Banks owners or something. He, he looks okay, but might be on some people's bench. I don't know. He's got to roll Did down he... back, so. Yeah. Um, yep. I think, yeah, no, no oh, new injuries and or anything. Is still like four to six way short, still yeah. one to three. So he yeah, maybe short, he hurts Banks, but yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah, probably still got um, hopefully a couple more weeks out of him. Uh, for Saints, Billings is a test to come back. I wonder if that affects Paris. Probably not, given how good um, yeah, he played well. The new Jack was on the weekend. Oh, replace a Jack with a Jack. That's very unsung Kilda-like, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't I'm think not. anything else really of note there. On the Swans, already mentioned Melican's hamstring. It's listed as three to four weeks. Uh, Sheldrick is done for the season. And then Warner is a test for a calf this week. We're also waiting for news on whether or not Rampy is suspended, whether the tribunals upheld that or not. Maybe you can check as I finish off these last couple of teams because yep. uh, that could be another forced change for them. Uh, on the West Coast side, nothing too big here. Uh, Gimby did his hammy. He's going to be out. Uh, Yo, I think, is a test to come back this week, but more likely to return the week after for anyone still holding him. Otherwise, probably not a ton to cover. 
And then on the Bulldog side, uh, what we had Bailey Smith, who was out with illness last week. We guess we'll see what happens with him. Otherwise, only one I can really think of that's super relevant is um, uh, uh, Johansson, um, JJ, who's oh, yeah. back in one to two weeks and may affect Dale, Richards, Caleb Daniel even, uh, depending on what happens when he returns. So just keep an eye on that. Cool. Big run down and a lot of look there. No, no update on Rampy as yet. Still deliberating. Poor old Zeta, but that's his job. Um, I guess the main one to talk about, I just said to you before we jumped on as well, is this Tom Green. So he's the most I look traded out player. Actually, Wardlaw is, but premium wise anyway. Um, cause George also he got injured, didn't he, as well? Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, Wardlaw did the hamstring, um, yeah, which so was really unfortunate. About. Had him. Yeah. A lot of people had him as cover and. Delivered a 30 and off he went. It's like it's just like Melican for me, right? Exactly the same thing. Yep. Um, but yeah, he's the most traded out. So I guess what the question is, who who do you trade him to now? If you, I mean, I sort of would have said last week and did it myself, trade him last week. He's out for three weeks, you know, get mm-hmm. the extra premium score from last week, but maybe some people haven't. I mean, clearly they haven't yet. Um, and they're now thinking about it, which I still think two weeks you probably would if you had the trades. Um, yep. At this stage of the season. So who, JD? The most is actually Took Miller Ooh, at this point in time. So I don't know, not sure if you watched that game. Your thoughts were there. I think he's played a bit more mid-time, but not He full. did play more mid-time, like 64 5%. I want to say his time on ground went up a little bit and looked good. Uh, they're definitely trying to get more rotations in there with Flanders, which is not re- previously what they've done. It was just the tight three. So, um, yeah, maybe that's the only knock there. I don't think their run home's particularly great, but I don't mind Miller as an option, just given that he's a bit of a pod. He's obviously cheap, and um, uh, he's got the history of doing it in the past. So don't hate him as an option. Probably not my number one, but yeah, I was just about he's the to what five eighteen k. He's the cheapest, right? So if you can't afford above, then he's probably the one. But there's also yeah. Jack Steele, which we'll talk about, who I got. Um, if you don't have him, he's still below. So I guess we'll talk about who's below first, and he he would be the other one. Um, would you like him more than Took? What would you be your thoughts there? That's uh, pretty close. Like Took, yeah, he has a high ceiling, but I think Steele's turned a corner a bit. Yeah, Steele's got the better fixture as well, I believe, like North and Hawks the next couple of weeks. Oh, and so, they're all at Marvel, right? Uh, yeah, yeah they've got a big Marvel run. So. And they're, they're playing finals. Not that Gold Coast aren't either. So I think you could go Steele. Maybe I prefer Miller still, just because of the number of things that's happened to Steele this year. Maybe I'd yeah. prefer to go um, down the Miller path. And once again, a bit more unique as well, if you're looking for a differentiator on the run home. The two that I wanted to raise was um, LDU. Uh, yeah. And so I think that, he looks like a really good option in the last couple of weeks. He's what five fifty one k. So he's like a one or two k more expensive than yeah, Tom Green. Yeah. Um, North's run home is also decent. They've got Saints. We've got uh, West Coast the week after. Um, and some other kind of softest matchups. Do, what do you think about um, LDU as an option? I, th- I think it'd be him for me. Um, he's looked quite good. I mean, I only watched a bit of that game, but he looked good the week before as well. You know, he's gone bang bang. Um, after one sort of easing back game against uh, Adelaide. So I would say him. Um, I think he showed at the start of the year what he can do. So sort of was carrying something right until he until he eventually was injured and, and uh, missed quite a bit. I know you're bringing up this the last one. And it's, it's definitely Josh Kelly, right? <laughs> oh, it was not. But okay, It was I not. Go off. 
Go off. He's yeah. like 38, JD. Um, Tell me about Josh I Kelly. I mean, obviously Whoa. the week before, uh, disaster, right? That's got to be his lowest score since or ever, for, right? For forever. Yeah. So um, obviously, tag yeah. So that was it. that was um, he played wing and got hard tagged by Finn, who kept him to six touches, and then with Green out back into the midfield and was a match winner. Was it like once 20 again. contested this week? Like, he was yeah, Keys. Elite, was, I think Keys so. was following around for a lot of that, but uh, like odd one not to man him up more closely because yeah, back. Back to his best and now obviously made himself cheap. So you could go there, but obviously if you're light on trades, maybe a little bit worried about the history for Kelly. The one I was actually going to raise up is um, the one that I probably like the most is Sarong at 567K. Now it's like 17, 18K more. So it kind of depends on what you've got in the bank. But the hesitancy with him was always carrying this ankle injury, um, you know, what's going on there. But the week off, I think, is yeah. going to keep him in good stead for the run home. Freo's run's pretty nice as well. So I think that is one that you could look towards. And, oh, geez, when when you said, like, that I thought there's someone else going to bring up, this one other player that I thought there's a few, um, you're gonna, that you're going to mean. Um, uh, Parrish, I thought you were going to talk about at 590. You obviously had a down Yeah, week, I guess but... we should say below, like, uh, we, we'll give LDU, we'll put out him in there yeah, probably he's only a K yeah. more yeah. and say who we like and then above because not everyone can afford. I mean, there's Crips there as well, but no no one will probably go there. Although, didn't George go there? Um, oh, geez. That sounds... Or, he, or he, didn't he didn't tell me if he end. did, probably for good reasons. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't even know you went um, Caleb Daniel. That's how switched off I am in the minute. <laughs> um, George, no. No, he didn't. It was, it was I think he was thinking crate. about it. Right. Yeah. Probably should have been cheese on the end. Um. Yeah. No, he didn't. He didn't. Thank God. Anyway, he's there as well at five eighteen, and obviously West Coast this week. Yeah. Maybe you go back there, but uh, anyway. Um. So below, like, would LDU be your number one? At I think so. Below? Yeah. If you're going, if you could go pure mid, yep. yep yeah, I think it'd be mine LDU. too. Maybe steel second. Uh, and then it all comes down to how risky you are. Jelly's there as well. Like Jelly could go bang for six weeks, but of course, if you're going down to one trade or something. Yep. That's or zero risky. when you don't have cover, then yeah, that's mm. a that's an issue. Um, yeah, uh, and then above, yeah, I guess the wrong. Uh, what's Paris? Did you say thirty k more? Um, Five ninety. Actually, one I didn't cover on the injury list, but maybe um, a pause is Setterfield. I believe is the test this week. So if he comes back in, does it affect Parish? I don't know. Probably not. But that's like the only flag. But yeah, he's still got that northwest coast <laughs> yeah. um, run at, at looks Mar- nice. like. Five of last six are in Melbourne, I think, and then the other only other ones, ones haven't been too hot. So. so it's not a bad run. Yep. No, um, not at all. Yeah, I mean, look at a three round average; it's quite off. Even five, like Hugh McCluggage has been cooking a bit lately. Obviously, you wouldn't go there. Yeah, no, 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 no Dunkley, no Dunkley. Um, I mean, will will Ashcroft's like a one twenty three yeah. average as well? So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That is probably probably LDU for me. And then if you could have, I mean, even if you could afford a bit above, maybe Sarong's a bit more safe than LDU, just because he hasn't. I mean, they're both, they've all had issues. These guys, they're they're in the five hundreds for a reason, right? They're not, you know, if they weren't, if they were going well and had a Bruce free season, they'd be they wouldn't be here. But uh, yeah, I think I say LDU. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, yeah. other other pod one I do like is Libba. Um, so he's. 600, what, I think. 605k, yeah. the 149 this week after a disappointing tour against Collingwood. But they've got Essendon, GWS, Richmond, Hawks, West Coast, Cats on the run home. Uh, and I have a feeling Cats will be resting players in, in that last round if they can, if they've solidified their spot. So I like Libra as an option on that run home. Looks pretty nice. 
Oh, yeah, the dogs, yeah. They'd probably make finals. About, I didn't see that. They'd probably be box seat to make finals looking went, at that. Yeah. Part of the reason why I went Daniel is just yeah. a very nice fixture, but uh, not, not if he plays like he did on the weekend, I'll tell no, you what. No. Uh, cool. So that's the Tom Green situation. I guess the other one we wanted to speak about, or because I'm looking at most, you know, just seeing what people are doing, and it's the second uh, most popular trade player for player is Rowan to Gorn. Um, obviously, off the back of just uh, like we know what Matt, I've always said that maybe for three years, Max is the best ruckman I've ever seen. And I mean, I was young when Cox was running around. Yeah, but Max is just I think he's different level. Oh, he had 30 touches, mate. Like it was ridiculous what he was doing. Yeah. On um, was it Friday night? I don't know. It was a Thursday. Yep. I can't remember. Anyway, Take, taking all Petrarca's points. Still, yeah, that was obviously that. a story I was seeing. Uh, obviously, I got tracking a couple of weeks ago. So, um, uh, look, I'd, I'd probably care more if I was doing better. But uh, I, was, <laughs> I was just, you know, I was just happy. Don't worry, I was, I was, yeah, you're getting hurt for me. Cool. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, um. What's Rowan Price? Like Max is five fifty at the moment. Like I mean, Grundy, if they want to make a run at final, I mean they make finals. But if they want to make a run here into finals, I don't think they bring him back. Like just they look so much better with that setup. Uh, you know, having actual JVR and Ben Brown up forward instead of Grundy because he's not really that. Uh, I think they keep it this way. And there you go. He's, yeah, he's less than um, Rowan at the minute. So you know, you make ten k out of it. Would you? I think I'll ask you was what I was going to say is how many trades would you consider doing that with? Like, would you do it with, like, you wouldn't do it with nah. one. I think that we'd both agree on that. Would you do it with two? Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I don't think I'd trade Marshall to Gorn, to be honest, at this point of the year. I think, like, if you're going to sideways, it's probably better sideways. For me, it's only if you're able to get off Briggs. And I think that's more the interesting one because there are, as we said, kind of 20% that are Briggs Marshall and Briggs is the one I'd be looking to jump off to Gorn. Um, and so, so yeah, 50K, I th- yeah. You, uh, and you look, this do. isn't without risk. Obviously, it's not without risk because Grundy could come back. They could try that experiment again before the year's out. Max is older. He could get rested or yep, especially injured because soft- he's yep. an older guy. Yep. 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 They got a softer fixture on the run home. Uh, and once top four is secured, it doesn't look like they'll compete for top two. So, could rest guys over the back end. So, yeah, uh, look, but I think uh, if you had maybe three trades, I'd look at doing Briggs to go on this week. Anything less, I probably would just rather hold the injury trades. Yeah. I mean, just the fact he can still do that uh, with the number one ruck roll first week back Ooh, yeah. shows Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah. what he is. I mean, I'm spewing that he didn't get that forward DPP now because I probably would have picked him up, you know, um, at some point, easy to say now, of course, but um, not to be, not to be. Um, any other big topics you want to talk about before? I mean, we'll keep it short and sweet this week. Talk about captains in a sec, but any other major topics? No, I don't, I don't think mind? there is. No, no. I'm only. I mean, rookies. We could say if you if someone had to bring in one this week, people look like they're going Cooper Harvey, like you said. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe looks, job security looks pretty job good. Security should be good. Otherwise, yeah, Paris for. The Saints looked really good, but he's uh, he's like rolls on great. Not that Harvey's is either, but yeah, he he looked all right too. Otherwise, I'm not really sure there's anyone else worth no, talking I mean, Banks about is on the bubble. But I don't know how. Oh, Angwin was good. He's one sixty. Oh yeah, okay. I saw that in my fantasy team. What happened yep. there? He actually played a good game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Wagner Wagner came back, but uh, you know if Young's back, he'll be back out of that side. So I wouldn't bother looking at him. 
Uh, what Banks you mentioned, he's been all right as a defender option, which is not too many of those going around. So, um, Wade Woden's the other one people are bringing in. He's gone 43 and 54. So, and he I looks mean, good. He kicked a really nice goal in that game. Looks like he's nailed a spot as a pressure forward there. So, yeah, especially with the Fritch out. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a few options there. I don't think, I mean, maybe pick the one you think has the best job security from here on out, right? If you, you know, might be. You wouldn't want to rely on them, obviously, of course, but we've been having to be rely on our bench quite a lot recently. So, out of that, maybe it's maybe it is Cooper Harvey. I don't know, or maybe it's Paris who had the best job security. What would you say? I'd say Harvey's got the best job security, just given the injuries at For North. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's he's been good in his two games. Like I think he's tried yep. hard. He's contested markings. Been good for you know, especially someone with his stature. So yeah, I like I like Harvey. He's a goer. Cool. Um, Cool. Captains, uh, reluctantly, um, because I know that just everyone in this God Green Earth should have the VC on English again this week. Yep. Friday night <laughs> at Marvel and Draper's not back, is he, JD? Draper so. is confirmed <laughs> to not be out. Uh, sorry, to not be in. He's, not he's play. confirmed yeah. to be out again with his hip. Um, uh, and so Phillips returns from suspension this week and could be straight back in for Brian. But Brian was probably one of the better Essendon players, despite him still being raw as a rookie ruck. So, look, if Ryan's in, I think English just dominates um uh Brian because he's basically got oh, a bigger Brian did well. frame than Didn't him. See that. Yeah, a bigger bigger frame than Brian, but like um yeah, yep, yeah, I think that'd be fine. If um Phillips is back, maybe Phillips is a little bit more restrictive, but I think you'd still um back English to run him ragged around the ground. I think the only thing it could be a red flag is if they played both rucks and with Wiedemann playing poorly. I think I see it like there is a reasonable possibility they drop Weedman, play both the rucks. Brian this and week. Phillips. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Either way, maybe they VC tag English. team him a bit, but I think VC English is still fine. Um, it's just if they tag team both of them, then maybe something like Bont comes into consideration a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, um, I'd have it as like yeah. almost 60, 70% that English just goes 120 again because it's what he does. So on the off chance he doesn't, who would your backup be? I guess that's the only real question. And then I'll talk from a non-English owner's perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I currently have the C on Dawson, but I can't remember if that was because it was a conscious choice or because um, yeah, just, it's I just, just couldn't find anything else. I, I think it's partly like I just couldn't find anything better from the options that we're kind of looking at. Maybe if you had Sarong against the Swans, I'd be interested in that. But I think... Um, Pies and, and Port is a pretty tough matchup. I wouldn't really be confident picking a captain from that, despite how good Dacos has been. GWS Gold Coast, no one I really like there. Um, Melbourne and Crows. I think Petrarca's had good games against him in the past, but I hate this role. And the fact that he kicked four goals for a 113 uh, scares me. So um, it'd be Dawson or Laird from that game. Given Laird had the AC knock, I think Dawson then is probably where I lean. Uh, what Saints North? Maybe you could look at Marshall against Cherry, but it's just hard to see him uh, coming off a of fifty-eight. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's there's not there's not really a whole lot to look at this week in terms of captains, to be honest. So, do, what do what do you see? I mean, I would just lock in Nick. He's probably the most cap, um, safe C in the game, right? Not like for VC, he doesn't go monster monster. I think he's had one or two one forties, but. I was just looking. He's only gone under 118 once since like round nine. Uh, he had those two games under 100, you know, 80 and a 72. Yep. But then other than that, he's pretty much had a, you know, a ta- almost a takeable 115, 120-ish score <laughs> for a captain every week besides about That's three. So uh, as a backup C, maybe go him, but uh, probably suspect you'd take English. So, yeah, for me, I'd go Bont VC, obviously, without English. 
against the Dons. I don't, does he historically go well against you guys? I don't even really know. Uh, I care, like, but... <laughs> okay, like one you don't really have tall mids, do you? So like, yeah, no, we, we haven't had historical no matchups. matchups. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe Perkins... Him. Maybe Perkins goes to him because he kind of stood um, Dangerfield in a bit of a cooler role. Like that, that could be it. But I mean, yeah, if you're Bont, does that really strike fear in you? Probably not. No, no. He's just been butchering a bit lately, holding him back from his bigger scores, um, quite a few clangers and whatnot. But he's still doing everything else. Um, yeah, I guess he's interesting. So Nick, like I said, I mean, you could go Timmy T against Hawthorne, although they're mm. actually not too bad in the midfield at the moment. Yeah. Uh, or this year altogether. Um, Dockerty against uh, West Coast. Yeah, there's like, West Coast. Like I've I've got Walsh, but would I captain him? Probably not. Probably uh, not. If yeah, Chair is out, maybe you could hail Mary. I think if Chair is out, he's much more interesting. But captain, yeah. ah, I don't nah, know about that. No, nah, yeah. I don't think I would do it. I mean, I don't really care too much at this stage of the season. I still wouldn't do it. So that probably says something. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't mind the Crows. Uh, Melbourne are actually pretty like su- surprisingly not too bad for mids. Right, they've been good over yeah. the last couple of years. So you could yep. go a Laird or a Dawson there. Um, yep. Laird 150 last week, but he's obviously... Yep. Well, I mean, especially with that issue. and Oliver in there, like I just think that the Crows mids probably got, got one of the better matchups. Yeah. But yeah, I'm hoping yeah, you're right. sorts it out for me. Track playing in the forward line since I got him in. Lovely. Uh, cool. That is uh, that is that. Thanks for joining us for another week. Hopefully, uh, George will be back next week. I'll be here. I'll uh, do a three-round matchup. Uh, what did I, pumped, I leave? I pumped up my Mickey Mouse list. Oh, and you, you oh, just gone oh, straight oh, past oh, it. Like, oh. yep, sign off straight away. Oh my yeah, god, no, the top sorry, five no. Mickey Mouse moments. Yeah, we obviously we have to do it now. We have to do it now. Obviously inspired by the week we just had of like get pure carnage of these random one week injuries and even them not not being there. So um, look, that gets an honorable mention. It was the spark for the list, but not in my top five. So coming in at fifth is going to be the Mills-Miller debacle where these are two proven premiums that got cheap for us, traded in, and then what Mills gets a four and is injured for a long period of time, Miller also gets injured. And, you know, Mills not so much, but Miller very durable. So for these things to happen, super unlucky, just, yeah, very unfortunate for owners that jumped on. At number four, I've got rookies debuting as subs or playing games as subs. And in particular, two come to mind. Sheldrick and Dill Williams, where these are players who would have absolutely jumped on and carried us through the, the buys, would have been great cash gen for the back of the years, but no, they got ruined by sub debuts. Very Mickey of those coaches. Number three, I think, will be a popular one, which is uh, Sicily's second suspension. Uh, and it's not so much the ruling itself, but it's just like from an owner's perspective, you jumped on Sicily. He got what suspended for a week for a bump on Caminiti, then came back and then instantly got suspended again for three more weeks. So just for him to get four weeks of suspension in five weeks is just like so Mickey and like just really unfortunate for owners, especially at a point in the year where we're running out of trades. You can't trade in, can't trade out. And then, yeah, he returns and gives you a, a, a duck egg. So, yeah, at number two, I'm putting in Oliver's hamstring, which mm. is one of the most ludicrous uh, situations. Not only is he, well, he was what the most owned or one of the most owned players in the league, highest averaging basically at that point. Just one uh, game in five years or whatever. <laughs> correct. And picks up a hamstring. That's quite minor. Going to be back for King's birthday. Then goes in a hospital, then an infection, then rumors. And then he's not com- like, then he's coming back. Then he's not coming back. And you know, like it's just been on and on it is going to end up being one of the longest hamstring, like minor hamstrings we've ever seen. 
Uh, so he that that whole situation is uh, very Mickey Mouse. And then number one, I'm giving it to the LDU late out uh, early on in the year, where not only was he a laid out like I felt like 30 seconds before the match, but then Super Coach the site went down, preventing owners from doing last minute trade outs, and that is the most Mickey of all of these because it wasn't just that something happened outside of your control with the AFL or player injuries or whatever, but the actual game itself went down, preventing you from doing something about it. Um, so that gets my number one most Mickey Mouse moment of the year. But please comment below on what you found to be uh, super unlucky, super Mickey from the year ahead. I'm keen to hear the ones that we missed, and I'm sure there was many others. You know, honorable mentions could be like Wits laid out in uh, in round three, uh, yeah. Blair captain in round one, like, Oh, yeah. scores for no good reason so there's just lots of these really unlucky moments that um kind of outside what, what's reasonably predictable and if you've got some please let us know yes uh i don't think i had any outside of what you mentioned we'll ask george next week as well i'm sure i mean led first captain round one i'm sure he would have said yeah um but other than that you know i was a miller mills combo in two you know two out of three weeks i think that happened in yep um not too much, yeah. Clary, I mean, you had that for uh, to me, that's almost number one. Just what happened there, I don't really get why or what's going on. I still don't, and I don't think we ever will unless you're in the <laughs> truly in the know. But the fact that he's now is out three weeks with the like a just the whole ticking around for two, yeah, or it's like weeks it's there, restarted it? all over again. Like, what what is this? Oh man, um, yeah, um, you know, stuff like that's probably you know, you'd be probably top 50 if you just got rid of him from the get go, uh. I might probably have even had Sicily all this time. Who knows? True. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably got yeah. to Sicily and then copped my shit anyway. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? So yeah, uh, that um, is like those those two were like nice little one-two punch that a lot of people um, had to endure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was thinking about going the other way, right? If Sicily got suspension. You know, maybe I get Clary, but he never came into the team. Yeah, he never never came in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, lots um, of people in the same boat. It's just yeah, just crazy, ridiculous. Um. Yes. Okay. Cool. That's it. Yep. Comment below. Uh, we'll ask George off the top next week if we remember. I'm sure he's got a few to, to rave and rage about <laughs> as usual. So, um, yes. Uh, thanks for joining us uh, once again. We'll see you next week for the round 19 review. And we might go through top teams. I think JD next week. I'm not sure you guys did that last week, right? So we didn't know. Maybe look at the run home top five. I think. Yep. Quick yep. look. Well, at a couple the of on top. Take. Yeah, a couple of Fantasy Tech TV boys sitting in one and two. So keen to see how they go on the run home. Lots obviously around the mark as well. Um, Gaza looks in the box seat, right? People yeah. look in a good position. Um, good trades, I think. Has Houston, has Ryan. Ridiculous, right? Two guys that have scored a numerous amount of points lately in defense and are quite low owned. So um, yeah, definitely in the box seat. Uh, we'll have a look closely next week at that. Till next time. Cheers.